This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can help us keep the show going by joining us at patreon.com slash showinandflop. Kicking all the advertisers out of our house. They show up, yeah. knock on the door, burst in. They're like, hey, we got this really cool VPN. And we're like, get the fuck out. Yeah. We got ad paid. We got patrons. Fucking Vikings we have to kick out. Oh, They're long beers and luscious muscles. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to say welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Protect Me, Shugamaru. And we are joined by our guest today, Steve. Hey, Steve. Woo, Hello. Steve. Thank you so much for joining us today. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Hello, uh, everyone out there listening to this wonderful podcast. I am Steve Yurko. I am a lifelong artist. I am a professional storyboard artist working in television animation and a long running host on the One Piece podcast, the long running podcast talking about everything related to the anime manga series known as One Piece. And speaking of VPNs, I don't give a shit that I can't watch what Japanese Netflix watchers watch. (laughs) I could just do something else with my time <laughs> don't you want to watch all the studio ghibli films on netflix like they do in japan i'm like or i could i don't know go for a walk or something do i need to constantly consume media yes i do but Steve, i legitimately thought you were actually about to go into like a nord vpn ad <laughs> yeah. you're like i got paid 500 dollars to say this on this show Am I the only one that like sits through a, like a VPN ad? I'm just like, this sounds so illegal, right? Like, yeah, this can't last, right? This isn't going to be around forever, right? <laughs> no, no, no. To be honest, like, aside from that, I used to be very skilled at what is now a lost art known as going on Pirate Bay. And <laughs> yo, ho, ho, ho. Oh, it's like riding a bike. You never forget. I mean, Steve, you know a thing or two about pirates. See, by the way, what animation do you do storyboards for? Currently, I'm working on a little show called Rick and Morty. Whoa. I was actually, I remember watching Rick and Morty when I was in Japan on Japanese Netflix, which I thought was really weird. And you were like, oh, this looks like Steve's work. Oh, no, I, I, I joined in the start of season five. So only that has aired so far of my work. But I've been on the show for almost like three years now. It's amazing. I remember when the Japanese dub of Rick and Morty dropped, uh, and I loved hearing uh, the, the the Japanese voice acting, of course, in Rick and Morty, and how Morty <laughs> doesn't call Rick Rick in the Japanese dub, he just calls him Chichan, you know, right? <laughs> Grandpa. Not even Riku? Riku? <laughs> All the clips I heard, he just calls him Grandpa, and it's funny. I still love the boondocks in Japanese, it's hilarious. Why? Oh, oh, yes, 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 I have seen that, yes. <laughs> and so, Steve, though, before we dive in more... What is your hottest One Piece hot take? Whoa. (laughs) He's getting at his whiteboard. I mean, I could do one that's a critique of the actual series, because the first thing that came to mind was a little more petty. I do want to hear the pettiness. I do. You know, if I could be critical of Oda for one thing is kind of like, I don't know. There are some badass women in the series, but I feel like, you know. Oh, you mean the two body types? Yeah. Which color Nami are you? <laughs> you know, I will say this. I'll come to I'll come to Oda's defense here. You're gonna get multiple hot takes here. One is like, does he often draw the just the same female body type and just swap in a few minor differences in hair? Yeah. So does like every other piece of media yes. <laughs> made by a man. <laughs> I love Bruce Tim. That's like yeah. look at all the women in like Batman season four. I mean, come on. I was actually watching Harley Quinn today though. That's a great show. Like Harley and, and Ivy's designs in that show, they're very different stature. Yeah. You can say that Bruce Tim does that does that with all the men too. Oda doesn't do that with the men. The men all look extremely different. Yeah. 
That's true. Batman and Superman literally have identical frames. Yeah. Yeah. So Oda's right back in the shit again. But no, I think that's a problem with a lot of media is just I think there's more pressure to make your female characters attractive and going off the beaten path at all will result in weirdos on the internet saying uh, this girl's ugly. Yeah. That's just that's my thought on that. I don't know. I just think I, I, I think that's a good point for every step in the right direction with One Piece and its female characters. I think then there's like two giant leaps back sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, just look at the merchandise, too, that's made for them. Uh, sometimes you get those POPs, dead-ass, uh, sex doll dead eyes. Ass. And too much. But my first hot take was going to be about theory crafting. It stems from, have you ever heard a phrase all of people trying to beat the movie? No, I haven't. I think it's like as a result of like cinema sins and all that stuff where people are just trying to like, you know, beat the movie to the punch and uncover the whole story or criticize it before it's even over so they could feel mm-hmm. good. And I'm not saying One Piece fans do that because One Piece fans still enjoy it. But so, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm also not that intelligent and I am not no. a good writer. No, no. I'm no Oda. But also I'm like, sometimes you just have to just sit back and enjoy where the ride takes you. I think that's completely fair. People get so wrapped up in minor plot holes, uh, like, for instance, the fact that uh, people have turned on Shonen Flop and are wondering why we're not talking about the manga. Yeah, so why don't we <laughs> dive into that? Because I can tell we really don't want to talk about this series. Oh, why wouldn't we want to do that? Why yeah, yeah, so why don't we dive? We'll, we'll find Dude, out. do you I- like Chainsaw Man? Shut up. All right, so let's get into the manga details. So this author, actually speaking of One Piece, he actually worked on a One Piece spinoff. So his name is Ahara Daiki, and he created One Piece in Love. Steve, I don't know if you have any familiarity. I actually had never heard of this manga before, which has been running since 2018. One Piece in Love? Jesus. It's been going for three years, 141 chapters and nine volumes. What the fuck? (laughs) I remember the really bad uh, Chopper Man spinoff. Interesting. And I know there's uh, the other one, One Piece something something. I know there's like a gag manga about One Piece. Oh, just looking at the volume, I remember seeing this on like on Twitter or something. And then I obviously forgot all about it. It's like Zoro with the mermaids. This is really funny story because when he started creating the series, you know how like people are like, don't quit your day job. Yeah. Shonen Jump was like, don't end this series because you're starting this manga. Wait, what? So he wanted to end One Piece in Love to create Protect Me Shugamaru. And Shonen Jump said, don't end One Piece in Love. Because <laughs> you're probably not going to. That's how little confidence they had in this series. That's hilarious. I wish this was one of those situations where you could be like, he showed them, but uh, I don't I don't know if he can. I don't think he can. You know, everybody thought I was going to create a great gag manga. And look who's laughing now. When I read in School Judgment, one of the author's notes were like, the Shonen Jump guys are mean. They called me stupid. And it's like, well, I read your manga, and I think they did that because you're stupid. And you're a pedophile. And a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, this ran from November 22nd, 2021 to June 6, 2022. So definitely the most recently canceled series. Yeah. And this was 26 chapters in three volumes. I'm, I'm sorry that we had to read all that. And it actually replaced a series we already covered on Shonen Flop, Nehru or Red Hood. Multiple series started at the same time. And this was replaced by Ruri Dragon, which I've heard is excellent, but the offer actually just went on a hiatus. So I want to wait and see how that's playing out before really getting into it. Wow. People have said it was going to be the next big series before the offer, unfortunately, had to take time off. So did Ruri Dragon just start? Yes, it went on a hiatus after eight chapters. Pretty notable if people are like, wow, that's like the next big thing after eight chapters. 
I mean, sometimes, you know, like people gassed up uh, Mashal, you know, like from like volume three. And we, you know, which is one of the reasons we covered it, because we we're like, oh, people should read this. Oh, I think we're going to talk a little bit about Mashal in this uh, this plot summary. Yeah, that's a great way to segue into the plot summary. So, Jordan, though, please, let's tell the listeners what happened in this manga so they don't have to read it. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I mean, does stuff happen in this manga, David? No. Sanagi Ojo is the heiress to a big conglomerate and just wants to get a boyfriend because she's a teenage girl in a manga. After finding out that an assassin named Skull is after her, however, she is assigned a bodyguard from the famous Teko clan. His name is Shugamaru. He's 10 and he's very stupid. He does the thing where he tries tries to protect her but hurts her instead. You've seen the thing in many things. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> except the twist in the first chapter is that he's right. So they burned that joke and couldn't do it ever again. And then he's never right again. No. The pair meet Kofuku, a classmate who sprained her ankle. Shugamaru cuts the school in half with a dragon sword. I guess that was non sequitur. Don't <laughs> fucking worry about it. Sanagi meets a creepy pickup artist named Hebi, who literally says he doesn't understand that no means no, and definitely does read r slash seduction. Shugamaru tries to start a Sanagi club. Who cares? There's a parody of Mashal in it, I guess. There's a dude who's just like big and tough, but he looks like Mash. He's got the bolt cut. I, yeah, that's just a really poorly drawn Mash. Popcorn David. <laughs> the manga is completely obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh cards of completely all things. Obsessed. They meet a guy who looks like someone's skull, but the joke is he is nice. Whoa, yeah. who would expect that in a gag manga? You have no idea how many Yu-Gi-Oh jokes are in this fucking manga. It's like half the series and they have giant credits every time they talk about it. Like it literally takes up part of the panel saying, oh, credit to Konami or whatever. <laughs> but... They take a break from the Yu-Gi-Oh jokes when they do penis jokes because a guy who looks like a penis shows up and the manga literally dedicates like three chapters to making penis jokes. One of them so intense that Shonen Jump could not put it on their app because there were too many penis jokes on it. Oh my God, it's <laughs> awful. Listener, you're thinking it's funnier than it is. Even if you don't think it's funny, you're thinking it's funnier than it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they meet Fuji, who is an assassin who loves kids and doing magic tricks, as well as her boss, Aoi. Aoi calls himself a man while dressing like a girl, and so Hebi forces him to wear makeup and be part of his harem. I honestly... Oh, man, that... What a fucking minefield. That's a fucking minefield of a topic. Like, this is like Yamato on steroids Jesus. in terms of ambiguity. Anyway, Steve, please take us home. And then the mangaka ran out of ideas. End of plot summary. Maybe it peaked at that point. I'd say it peaked in chapter one. Yeah, I agree. It just literally becomes Magu-chan uh, fan fiction. Could not fucking believe it. So anyway, it turns out the boss of the assassins was the, the student council president, but he actually wasn't the assassin they were looking for. Three more bodyguard kids show up to help out Shugamaru, Age, an art girl, Hagane, a nerd boy, and Suzuri, a crybaby with super strength. But the uh, the three skull assassins uh, attack. One of these chapters is actually just, it's the full length, you know, it's the Yu-Gi-Oh duel. <laughs> what a great idea. Oh my God. Uh, and it turns out, like, all of them are just Shugamaru's siblings who uh, kidnap him. Yeah. And the big twist, it's all culminating in this, it was just that Shugamaru... Masterful. ...is actually Skull. Wow. Uh, and that's because their dad injected an evil gene into him and then killed himself. Uh, it's called Skull. S-K-A-L is, what it's, is how it actually spelled. It stands for System, Kill, and Love. And uh, if left alone, Shugamaru will destroy the world. Sanagi uh, doesn't care, saves him. Also, uh, Kofuku was in on it. 
great. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yes, Gal, a system kill in love. I have never heard a more obvious background him in my entire life. <laughs> it's not even Skull. It's not. How hard would it have been to make it spell Skull? Well, they had like the previous thing. I didn't bother mentioning it in the plot summary because it was just so fucking stupid. But like the first group of assassins was called Five Call, and then they misread it as S-Call, and then that made them read it as Skull, and they were like, well, that sounds like Skull. It must be Skull. <laughs> like, that is arguably not even the biggest jump in this series for names. I think the biggest jump is the Shonen Jump. Wow, David. So let's get into the characters. Yeah. <laughs> let's get into the main character. She is Saji Ojo. She's a princess or something. Heiress, uh, whatever. Straight man. She's the one who does the classic form of lazy Japanese comedy where a character does something ridiculous and she points out why it's ridiculous. Hey, it's Peter here. I'm here to explain that normally 10 year olds don't have swords. Peter out. That was my really bad Peter Griffin impression. Dylan, redub that. Hello, my name is Peter Griffin. You might know me from the show The Family Guy. I am just coming in to inform you that 10-year-olds typically do not have swords. Peter Griffin, out. Hey, Steve, have you ever uh, have you ever read Control-Alt-Delete? Control-Alt-Delete isn't the one with, uh, oh, this party sure is great, but how can we how can we find all the gamers at this party? Is that is that some other thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I That's know what you're talking about. That is <laughs> that is actually not Control-Alt-Delete, but it basically is Control-Alt-Delete. Oh, man. It's not that different. It just isn't. So many people went unchecked. Uh, I mean, Ugh. people continue to go unchecked on the internet these days. <laughs> Why do I always stop myself from doing anything creative? Didn't stop these people. I realized that I brought that up at the wrong time, so I'm going to come back to Control-Alt-Delete a little bit later. So I don't know how to deal with that question, but OK, <laughs> don't worry about it. You got to go into a lot of gag comics and understand that, like what Japanese humor is. It's often the humor isn't so much in the punchline. It's in the reaction. Mm. You know, it's always like working towards getting a bigger and bigger reaction or getting an anti reaction. That's always the true punchline in Japanese humor. Okay. And this manga kind of blows its wad in the first chapter. Like I was reading the first chapter. I wasn't even done with it. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm over this. I would argue that the series more literally blows its wad a few chapters later, but yeah. Why don't we save that discussion, though, for later yes, on? Yes, Because sure. we're still yes, in the character yes. section. So, oh, these characters. Sorry. Does anyone have anything more, though, they want to see it, say about the heiress? Turns into a generic kind of mom character towards the end because she's a girl and she's protected by a bunch of kids. And, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. Is she supposed to be a punching bag because she's rich? Is it supposed to be a cathartic experience that she's like being put in like a super monkey ball and just being flung around and being in constant pain? Sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm giving the writer so much credit because other than that, there's nothing really like I'm invested in with this girl. Yeah, she tries to be like an average person, but she's not going to a rich person school and they kind of just forget about that. It's kind of like... Bulma in Dragon Ball was the same way, but I think yeah. one's Dragon Ball and one is this. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. But speaking of Dragon Ball inspired character, Steve, can you tell us about the other main character of the series? Shugamaru Teko. Not to be confused yeah. with the Pittsburgh anime convention Teko. <laughs> what a reference. I love it. Talk about a deep cut. Yeah. He's a shout out to all the folks out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, hey. 
Shugamaru is our titular character. Uh, he is the uh, 10-year-old bodyguard. Uh, he is the cartoon character of this manga. I mean, this manga is already kind of cartoony, but he is like the, the, the Tex Avery character thrown in here. He's the fifth son, has a lot of anxiety, really likes dragons, really loves Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, and you know, the whole joke is that like, oh man, he uh, he really wants to do a great job, and uh, he just accidentally hurts everything around him when he tries to help Sanagi. Oh, he hurt her too! Everything is dangerous. Let's, not, let's do the same joke over and over again. I'm sure that'll be funny the 50th time. Should we just stop recording and talk about One Piece? <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Go see if Zack is free. They actually didn't really make any One Piece references in this. So the next character, Jordan, can you tell us about the other main female character? I guess she is, huh? Uh, it's uh, Kofuku. When she first shows up, she seems to just be this uh, classmate who sprained her ankle. And they have this crazy teacher who's just being a douchebag and is like, no, you can't go to the nurse. And then some other shit happens. I don't know. But it turns out, you know, like in literally like the last chapter of the series, they were just like, oh, by the way, uh, Kofuku is actually like an adult woman who was friends with Shugamaru's dad and helped develop the evil skull thing. Uh, but she took drugs that made her not age because those exist, I suppose, in this world. Well, it's not as messed up as the opposite thing sometimes where it's, uh, oh, it's a it's a child in an adult body. It's like, Ugh. Well, that did happen in this series. Oh, that did happen. Remember when mm. he turns 15 and they explicitly say he has the mental facilities of a 10-year-old? How about when uh, Hebby like, literally tries to hit on one of the little 10-year-old girls? That's pretty cool. Did you guys stop reading it before that happened? I didn't. I read this whole damn thing for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Let me talk about Hebby. So Hebby is in love with the main character. Very annoying, even by the standards. First, you think he's a skull, but he's just an idiot. He also, I guess, is pansexual. I guess. Which the series just randomly has LGBT representation, which we'll get into. That is not handled well at at all and it's just very confusing why it's in this series he's the casanova type right i would say he's more peppy lepew yeah and i'm saying this as a sanji fan this is a character archetype we really don't need anymore <laughs> i'm hoping sanji will take this archetype with him yeah when that that series ends at least with one piece he can be like it's literally a 20 year old manga but mm -hmm. the thing about hebby is that it's not that he's stupid it's that he's like a fucking creep I don't even know what to say. And that's uh, that's all the characters, because they have a bunch of characters that show up for two chapters and don't fucking matter. Oh, no, there is one more character. David, would you like to tell yeah. me about Magu-chan? Yeah, Magu-chan <laughs> is the best character in the series, because yes. he was created by a completely different yes. series called Magu-chan, which actually, Jordan and I did a Patreon episode on why you should read that series. All right, yeah, you want to go into why it failed section, David? Yeah, so actually, that series did actually get canceled as well. So I guess that's a good segue into failure, but that series, a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's get into it. Jordan, though, since you've already been bringing up some failures, why don't you formally tell us what were some things you thought the series did not do very well? Most things, actually. Yes. End of section. Let's keep going. I really do think that this series, the obvious joke with what it was going and the entire punchline behind the premise is that Shugamaru does stuff and the stuff seems ridiculous, but oh, he was actually right. And you can do that joke one time and then you're done. You can't do it again. It should be your in case of emergency. He ran out of ideas immediately. Comedy works in threes. You can do it again, but it's like one, two, three. Yes. Yeah, that's it. 
Well, he did it 50 times. <laughs> this series literally has one joke and it does it over and over again. And it also needs to over explain. Like, I was like, this series has a target audience of 10 year olds. Why does this have so much fucking dialogue? These people aren't characters. But also, I need to point out, I need to talk about the penis chapter real quick. The too hot for app. The banned penis chapter. I have to talk about this. So the joke is that this guy is like has power over mushrooms so much that his head is turned into a mushroom. But oh, no, his head actually looks like a dick. And Sanagi's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely a mushroom. But Shugamaru won't shut the fuck up about how it's like, oh, it's a ding dong. Ha ha. Which can I just say the, the way that you do this joke is that everybody else gets it except Shugamaru. And they did the opposite. Yeah. And it was a terrible idea because it meant that it's the same exact joke over and over again. I think we're reaching a theme, which is we've all kind of landed around um, the central issue with this manga, which is the author just, he's got one joke. You can see how it's kind of funny, tramples all over the goddamn thing and just does it over and over again. Yeah. It's like when your group of friends, someone has a really great joke, it kills, it slays, and you know, they keep bringing it back. And then the more and more it's brought up, the quicker it dies a death. Uh, yeah. No, depending on your group of friends, I don't know, you could have some really clever friends who, and then it comes full circle where the fact that it's so played out, doing it is funny again because it's now anti-humor. Yeah. But it never gets there with this never series. Never gets there. No. <laughs> At all. This sounds awful, but the series is just not funny. It's not. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Trying to be funny and not being funny is the worst thing you can be. Because being dramatic, being action-packed, yeah. doing a terrible job, at least you can view it ironically as bad. If you're trying to be funny and not be funny, you can't laugh because it just sucks any humor out of the room. This is why this series was so insanely painful is you are actively watching someone crawling on their knees, begging for you to laugh at them. And you can't because this series is not funny. We also have to talk about the nonstop references, just nonstop references. Murphy was 100% right. She pointed out when we talked about Ayashimon, which has a ton of Shonen Jump references, she's like, if this series had more references, it would be worse because a series made out of pop culture references isn't good. And she was right because yeah. we literally, the next series we covered was that idea in passion. And I messaged Murphy. And I was like, you're right. This series is so much worse because it has all these fucking terrible references in it. And seriously, like if they didn't point out every single reference and just let you, the reader, kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. They don't let you do that. They just have like a guy go like, uh, oh, my God, is that Magu-chan from the canceled Shonen Jump manga Magu-chan? Like, that's just that's literally what they I, do with everything. Right. Oh, I'm treading lightly because I see a lot of myself when things are so dependent on references and pop culture, yeah. because that's basically how I talk. I don't have original bone in my body. And especially like 15 years ago, that was primo. Everything's a reference yeah. talk. It's ruined me. <laughs> the reason why I was drawn to like shows like Venture Brothers, is like, oh, my God, every now and then they'll drop a reference to something that I hear no one ever mentioned. But at the very least, with Venture Brothers, it's a lot more clever. <laughs> yeah. Venture Brothers reference to J.G. Thurlwell scraping fetus off the wheel, which is a really obscure industrial album. So I mentioned Control-Alt-Delete earlier. Mm -hmm. The issues with Control-Alt-Delete, the generic ones that people bring up, it's basically the art is boring. There is a shitload of text and every single joke is, <laughs> that's just like Gears of War. <laughs> that's just like Halo. Us gamers. Yeah. Oh, like you got to be creative with the references. Um, 
This series, though, just like Control Delete, takes a very serious topic and handles it insanely badly with the fact that they have a character that is repressing their own transgender nature. I assume that's what's happening. That was just so confusing so to bizarre. me. It, it was weird and it was confusing. It was like, yeah, trans women are women and you should absolutely uh, abuse them and, and control them the way that we, you control all women. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, and also, it's just like the way they described it. I, I was just confused over the whole situation. Like, ugh, I don't even like talking about it. Okay, uh, can I talk? I'm going to talk about yeah. another similar situation that happened in the manga, which is when the dad killed himself in front of his kids. Bizarre. What a tonal whiplash. I don't want to derail from that change. No, please, uh, please go subject. for it. I just want go to ahead. say about references is they can be used well, but keep this in mind. If you're a lackluster piece of media and you're constantly reminding the audience of better pieces of media, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's like One Piece, all the admirals are famous Japanese actors. But since One Piece is good, it's just a fun nod to the audience. It's not like, oh, he looks just like this famous Japanese actor. Isn't yeah. that hilarious? Well, there's no fourth wall breaks in One Piece. Like everything's... No, th there's a difference between taking inspiration and then just maybe maybe a lot of humor is still like that. I don't know. But I just remember when people, you know, when like YouTube and Newgrounds was like truly like taken off and everything was just a reference to something. It'd be like just having your character saying, all your base belong to us. Yeah. And when little context was like, oh, he's done the thing for the thing. <laughs> oh, <Yeah! I> <laughs> the, this definitely did remind me of Newgrounds humor. You know what else you shouldn't do when you're not a very good author? You probably shouldn't have characters in your manga point out how stupid the premises are that you're talking about. Like they'll do something and a character will be like, well, that's dumb. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And me, the reader is like, yeah, I agree. That is stupid. And that doesn't make any sense. Why'd you do it if you knew that? I have this problem with like MCU, like everyone talks like a Joss Whedon character and you're making fun of yourself. Yeah. It comes off as self-defense. You're afraid to be genuine. So like you have a character make a quip, you know, or say something or make fun of the situation because it's like, oh, if I make fun of myself before anyone else does, then, you know, no one else will make fun of me because I already did it. It's part, you know, insecurity, part narcissism, part just hack. <laughs> it just feels kind of pathetic, honestly. I feel like we can dunk on this series forever, but we do have to make a stop in Positive Town where I think I've set a record for the least amount of positives I had to say. So this will be a very exciting discussion for all of us. Let's get started on the positives with some words from Jordan. I like the first chapter, Forbes. Well, the first chapter was about using the only legitimate joke in the premise, and it, it kind of worked in that chapter. My uh, expression while reading this series, I was smiling at the end of the first chapter. Smile got a little less the second chapter, and then I was just stone-faced the entire series. Just like nothing. You were smiling on the inside, though, right? I was, I was getting angry on the inside. <laughs> I literally fell asleep in the middle of reading this manga. That's never happened before. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Was there anything that you would consider positive about this series? Oh, God, that was, it was going to lead me to another negative. I know, it's hard. I really hate to dogpile on, you know, someone's piece of art because, uh, you know, whether good or bad, someone put the time and put themselves into it. I think it's so easy to talk shit and criticize instead of actually putting the work into anything yourself. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a terrible guest. I break the whole premise of the show. What are you saying about me, huh, Steve? I'll make that comic one day. I'll make that comic one day. <laughs> Go make your own weekly manga. I gotta tip my you know hat to the fact that hey, you went out and did it, and you had a lengthy run at least, like 
two volumes worth of it. I know some of the gags did get like a chortle out of me. Yeah. <laughs> chortle. Yeah. It's, I, it's, oh, they got a laugh out of me. I, I feel like I, I'm like, I gotta be honest. I didn't laugh out loud, but I kind of like, you know, smirked, uh, chuckled, teehed. The problem with this series is it will have like a good joke and then it'll do that joke. And the joke is never funny anymore. Yeah. Kind of funny once. And then every time after that, it's just making me think the thing I laughed at is less funny than I thought it was. You know what I hate in comedies? I hate when something funny or silly or strange is said and a character says awkward or awkward's kind of dead now. The new is, well, that just happened. (laughs) The stereotypical Joss Whedon line, too. Yeah. Check, please. I will laugh my ass off if something strange happens and the piece of media doesn't give me a moment to take it in. It just keeps moving. Yeah. Timing is everything. You know, and that could slay me. And I think there were some good bits here. Gotta say, one of the first mushroom penis looking bits when yeah. the guy was like, Oh, I dropped something and he bends over and it just looks so phallic. <laughs> I was like, Okay, that's funny. But then like the punchline is just uh, them always saying it's like he looks like a ding dong. You know, Sugarbaro all he ever says. It's the same gag. But like some of the gags every now and then I thought would be funny. Like yeah. The slapstick can be pretty good. I think I mentioned the super monkey ball thing earlier. Just this deadpan Sanagi just being flung around and knocking all these soccer players out was humorous. You know, it's it's good. I also liked the train when the bad guys are like in their lair and this runaway train breaks through their lair. (laughs) I think I actually laughed at that. Oh, yeah. So you got a laugh out of me there. It's good in small doses. It's like how George Costanza said, if you take my entire life and you turn that into a week, it looks like I've done a lot. (laughs) If you took every good joke in this series into like three chapters, this series would be pretty funny. Yeah. This series should have been a three panel or a four panel manga, you know? Yeah. That's what the covers are is literally one page jokes. Yeah. Which are also not funny, though. They're not. One of the jokes that I did like with the penis guy is when he gets thrown through a bunch of buildings and they see the principal's like, ah, my nice school. Let me look at this. And then it's just like, it's the school, but there's just a big dick on it. Well, he talks about the superintendent uh, showing up and I just thought immediately, I'm like, oh, this is just Principal Skinner and Superintendent (laughs) Chalmers from Simpsons. God, what if they just did steam hams in the middle of this fucking series? (laughs) I was like, another fine day at school. Oh no, there's something phallic sticking out of the the wall. Superintendent Chalmers will be here any moment. Well, Seymour, I made it, and good God, what is that? That's actually a really good superintendent. Yeah. The superintendent, that's just a, that's just a giant mushroom growing out of the building, yes. Now we're just doing steam hams. Steam hams. Which is funnier than anything else in this series. Yeah, of course. Comparing apples to dog shit, so. <laughs> Sorry, I should say that. Steve, I just called you Steve Hams, by the way. I'm amazed I've never used that as a Twitter. Jordan's going to change your nickname in the Discord to that. Steve Hams. There you go. You're welcome. I come up with, with uh, good usernames because I just misread things all the time. It's like uh, my best was we had a guest on the show, Tori, and she would also make her names. And I was like, did you ever do Tori in the house? And she's like, fuck. <laughs> How have I never thought of that? I think my favorite username that I came up with is still uh, Timothy OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's uh, fuck it. All right, we're talking about anything else. Let's go into where this series could have gone. So they kind of played on a little bit, but I think it would have been cute if she wasn't in danger and this kid was like ridiculous and it was all about her making fake assassination plots that he had to deal with. I think that would have actually been something creative and could have led to a lot of really interesting physical comedy. 
here's my rewrite, what I would do. At one point in the series, they have like the Sanagi club or whatever, and like three weird guys show up. You have one dude who lo- who looks like Mash, as well as the artist could draw him, which is not very well. There's Mash, there's some weird sushi guy, and there's some weird dude who's like super into darkness. He does nothing. He disappears. He never shows up again. Yeah. What that made me think of is, what if she went to this public school and just everyone was like that? Like every single person in this school was just a fucking weirdo. I mean, that's the plot of Komi-san. I think it's the plot of a few things. Yeah, that's true. But, like, the reason why it is the plot of a few things is because it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Cromartie High School, too. Fuck, I love Cromartie High School. That would be a great recommendation. Yeah, Cromartie's great. Like, I don't necessarily recommend, like, binging that. I think a lot of gag anime and manga, it's small doses. It's portion control, you know? Yeah. It's like, you don't want to overeat. You don't want to overeat on junk food. You just, you know, like a little bit here and there, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Generally speaking, you want to binge something with a narrative, and those series do not have narratives, usually. Yeah. If I may intervene here, I think that's what I wanted to suggest with the story, is there's really no good hook. No. The yeah. hook is the premise is this little boy is hired to be this rich girl's bodyguard, but he keeps hurting her and he's overprotective. It's like when I hear that, I think, cool, that will be funny for like, a you know, like a few moments. Like there's no interesting hook. Like there's no like end goal. The end goal is through the, the antagonist's uh, point of view of trying to assassinate this girl. I don't like when a plot line always goes back to square one. Yeah. It needs to be constantly moving towards something. Then again, I say that being spoiled as a One Piece fan. <laughs> and again, like original Dragon Ball worked like that too when you really think about it. Every arc played into the next one. But then you get stuff like Super, where it's like everyone has to eventually go back and hang out at Capsule Corp. Yeah, it's like the Goku Black Saga absolutely made zero difference to the greater continuity of that series. But that led to the Tournament of Power, badass and grr, and they're, you know. Can I just tell you, I tried so hard to like Dragon Ball Super, because I love Dragon Ball Z, but my god, Resurrection F is like the worst movie I've ever seen. Holy shit, that's embarrassing. I liked it at the time, but that ending will piss you off. Does anyone have anything Uh, else as where it could have gone? I have one last thought. Put the bullet in my head now. I don't want to talk about this. What are you, his dad? (laughs) Okay, what if when Magu-chan showed up, the author called up the author of Magu-chan and just had him write the series, and then the series was no longer Protect Me, Shugamaru. It was just Magu-chan. That's my idea for how this series could have been better. I love it. What if every canceled manga just ended up being Magu-chan? It would be weirdly thematic with Magu-chan, wouldn't it? Yeah. My one last real idea is just Blades of the Yu-Gi-Oh! And what if, since he's like a kid, he has to face actual like competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! decks and deal with like FTKs and shit? And you should see him getting his ass beat by people who actually know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! properly. <laughs> yeah, just turn this into a new Yu-Gi-Oh! season. Seto Kaiba shows up. It's like, I hear there's a really strong duelist. Yeah. <sighs> My Seto Kaiba also sounds like Triple H. Yeah, he just, he just plays, there's a character that just plays mushroom cards and they all look like dicks. Ding Dong, the Forbidden One! No one's ever summoned that! Ding Dong, impossible! I, uh, <laughs> I've combined my two orb mushrooms <laughs> and my rod mushroom to make Dongus. How can that be? <laughs> and then he faces the flowers and they look like vaginas, except I know this offer definitely can't draw a vagina no. properly. Flowers kind of just look like vaginas. That's kind of... I think most of men working in animation and comics 
Probably can't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Did they ask you that while you were interviewing to be on Rick and Morty? Is how well can you draw a vagina? That's what got him in, David. <laughs> we got a real lack of some strong vagina drawers right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Rick and Morty's like, we need people that know how to draw vaginas. Yeah, Rick and Morty, that actually makes sense. Uh, you know what else makes sense? Not life. Miscellaneous thoughts. Steve, I promise you, usually our episodes are not bowls of conversation spaghetti like this. But let's shift gears, though, into the miscellaneous thoughts. So, Steve, though, I know you've been very excited to talk about your miscellaneous thoughts. Do you mind telling us what's been on your mind that you couldn't fit otherwise in the conversation? I think just gag manga in a comedy anime, it's tricky waters. I don't know. Maybe the Japanese love it. I mean, clearly they didn't love this a whole lot. I've liked anime like Bobo Bo and Sergeant Frog, <laughs> but I realize like once I'm about like 26 episodes in, I'm like, yeah, we could wrap this up. Anyway, yeah. I so I know this is late. What this series should have also done was get really surreal like Bobo Bo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. Bobo Bo. You you get burned out on Boba Bo eventually, but it takes a bit. You do. You know? I was rewatching the series with that Blu-ray a couple years ago, and then once I got through the first disc, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put this away for yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boba, Boba Bo is like an anime for uh, special occasions, I would say. Like I said, small doses. Small doses. When you have company is when you play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when your mother-in-law is visiting, you say, ah, yes. Yeah. I think this manga, the premise has potential, but it just needs more of like a through line. It needs something like it needs a better hook. Something has to happen in the series. Yeah. The protagonists have to be working towards something. I mean, the only working towards is keeping this girl alive. And Cancellation. What, and yeah, what funny things we could do. The artwork. I don't want to I don't want to bully an artist because uh, you can bully him, you know. Well, <laughs> on one hand, I'm shocked that they were a published artist. Right. When you have a chance, I would look at the manga Zan, Z-A-N. And that is the most how the fuck yeah. was this published in the same magazine as one piece? That's what I was wondering while reading this, because like on one hand, I'm like, this art is not good. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you got published. You know, you must have been doing something right. Or maybe you just have friends in high places. I mean, this series was definitely created by nepotism. Yeah, there's no way that I think a so. normal person could have this published. Because I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, this is pretty decent for like what I remember how kids could draw when I was in college. Yeah. Like, this guy does not have a strong sense of anatomy. Not at all. He doesn't really have any good foundations. Because then when he tries to do some action splash pages or get more detail in his drawings, he doesn't have the chops. Did you notice how many people he just didn't draw eyes for? Over half the series, characters just don't have eyes because the author didn't want to draw them. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, all these characters look like throwaway character designs. Yeah. Yeah. Like the third most important character, she looks like a background character that you see in like a chapter and that's it. But this guy just can't design characters. The page design, the panels. I feel like Bart Simpson, when he tried reading the newspaper, he just like immediately like just put his head down desk going, oh, like that's how I felt reading this. Yeah. yeah. The page layouts aren't interesting. You know, there's not a whole lot of background art. Backgrounds. There's not a lot of interesting compositions in the panels. And this is a gag manga where slapstick is really the main draw of it. Yet, why is this so verbose? God, right? Why is this taking so long to read? Oh, my God. But I feel like that's a good way to talk about the six word summary. So before you do that, though, do you all mind if I read some fun facts? Bye. We have an official Shonen Jump or manga historian that helps yes. the show, Steve. So I want to give a fancy. big shout out to Maxi B. Absolute legend. He's a friend of Joey's, actually. Uh, so actually, I don't know if you know Maxi B by chance. I don't recall. And if I actually do, I apologize for not recalling. He's British, so it's fine. <laughs> 
I'm just going to read off some fun things and then we'll get into the final verdict. So thank you again, Max E.B. The Mago-Chan chapter happened because the author found out Mago-Chan was getting canceled from his editor and he approached Mago-Chan's author for the crossover. Ihara did the storyboards and then uh, Kimiki, the creator Mago-Chan, handled the art in additional writing, which is why the chapter doesn't suck. Yeah. I was like, wow, this actually does kind of feel like Magu-chan. Okay, I guess that's why. Yeah. All right. So he actually did write that. You know what, David? In that case, that is by far the biggest high point of this series that we got. So yeah, we, oh, we got yes. a little bit of genuine Magu-chan <laughs> in this series. And hey, okay, that's something. Yep. And it's also normal for an underperforming gag manga like this to get extra longevity because kids love it, hence all the penis jokes and the fact that they're not really buying volume, so it doesn't really matter. They're just buying the Shonen Jump. They did not get that, which Maxi says make of that as he will, which is a sign of just how bad this series was. He also, though, wants to give a shout out to Caleb Cook, who got to do some neat touches with the translation so as to better make background gags pat, pop into transform jokes that didn't translate well into something readers can understand. So Caleb really tried to polish a turd. So really, you can't blame the series being bad. We love our translator. Shout out to Steve. Stephen Paul. By the way, Steve, I don't know if you've noticed in Discord, Stephen Paul posts in ours about once a week, just drops like a really fun comment and that's about it. Or tell someone who's posting fake news about One Piece, you're completely wrong. <laughs> you should listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. That's our Steven. <laughs> and then finally, <laughs> so Maxi B felt compelled to tell us how do you actually make a comedy series where he said, here is the essential guide to what a gag manga is. If the jokes are what propels the story, it's a gag manga like me and Robico, Shogumaru, and High School Family. These tend to not make sense because it's all for the gag. They did it for the vine, as those Zoomers say. Look, I mean, if your gag manga is funny, you can do literally anything. Like, None of these issues we had with Protect Me Shugamaru would have been issues if they were funny, but they weren't. The one page cold openers were also insanely unfunny. This guy is just not funny. Uh, so though, uh, just to finish up, so Maxi B then says, if the plot is what moves things forward, usually a hybrid like romantic comedy or action comedy like Witch Watch or Mashal, these tend to need consistent logic behind the world, else the plot falls apart. Jokes have to make sense within the story, and knowing the difference could save your life. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Yes, but also I want to know what our final thoughts are. So let's get into the final verdict. Yeah. So I'm going to start things off with our six word summaries. So from Tucker, sorry, got distracted watching paint dry. Maxi B was all right before the other kids. Dude rocks, flaccid joke, bad protection, hard pass. Uh. Chemmy Chems, it's time to guard that body. T. Wolfwood, this shows why kid protagonists suck. Daniel, a smashing theory. Maybe don't attempt representation award. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From Duke, it was mid, just mid. From Kirbymon, better series when being other series. That is completely factual. A lot of six-word summaries here. Holy shit. Yeah, people hated this series. Blah Moo Moo, unfunny referential joke explainer of the manga. The Laughing Fool, who the hell approved this one? Agput, just talk about the Mago-chan chapter, I wish. I mean, that's the only chapter that anybody listening to this should ever read. Yeah. Xylon said, the assassin should have just won. Yeah. Dragonity said, the slapstick jokes didn't slap, eh? Albie said, oh, it made me gag all right. On that one dude, you mean? On that one giant uh, penis guy, maybe? Uh? <laughs> oh, shush. That was actually the joke I made for our tweet about our chibi episode. <laughs> from Himiko Toga, 10-year-old with live grenades, generic man, protect me from Shugamaru's shitty manga, and Jude, you've activated my shitty gag card. I'm sensing a theme that people didn't like this series, which is absolutely crazy. Okay, but also Himiko Toga, 10-year-old with live grenades. That sounds good. Speaking of what sounds good, Jordan, what was your six-word summary? Fuck it, I'll just write Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> How about you, Steve? 
Let's see. I have to count on my fingers here. <laughs> this premise gets old real quick. I love it. Mine was, um, have you guys heard about the icing made out of cake, like, metaphor? Cake made out of icing? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Essentially, it's the idea is that you need to have things that balance out the sweetness, like jokes, the references. Yes. This is a series that has no foundation. My six-word summary is, is cake made of manga reference icing. Yeah. And I think we all think this is a certified flop. Yeah. So, Steve, that is our lowest rating. We go not a flop, flop, certified flop. And then criminal, which is where school judgment is. But go to jail. Yeah, that's the go to jail tier. <laughs> I don't know where to tier this on on criminal levels. I just know I will forget about this series before long. I won't retain much. I mean, it did kind of have some bad trans rep, but I think it didn't go long enough to be truly be condemned. If I could do it like impel down with like One Piece standards, if I could make a reference while I dog on this manga, yeah. that's guilty of making too many references. I wouldn't say it's quite a level six criminal, but I'd put it like a like level three, the lowest. So, Steve, for reference, uh, School Judgment was a series where most of the series was just about sexualizing 12-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, that's criminal. We couldn't finish the whole series. Pool chapter was too no, much. It's, uh... And Zach said, I'm not reading this anymore. And we were like, oh, yeah, no, wow, we are sorry. Yeah. It ran in, like, a publication that children are supposed to read. Maybe we're wrong in assuming it's safe for children. I don't fucking know. Anyway, whatever. I don't fucking whatever. All right, so, Jordan, is this the worst thing we've ever read? It's down there. It's down there. We also read some real bad shit. Yeah, so since we all thought the series sucked, what is something someone should check out instead? And then Steve, this can be, this doesn't have to be a manga, it can literally be anything. People all said The Mandalorian, Jordan has cited just look at this painting instead of reading the series or even their own podcast. So Steve, with that in mind, what do you think someone should check out instead? A few things. You know what? I will say this because uh, the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, doesn't need it. But speaking of Rick and Morty, and this was done at a time before I was affiliated with the show, there was an April Fool's prank. It was an animated short. Oh, Bushworld Adventure. Called Bushworld Adventure. Yes. God, I can't bend I love that. But that's not what I'm here to plug. Damn it. He did a short run series called Yolo Crystal Adventure. Uh, Yolo Crystal Fantasy it was a short run Adult Swim series that's basically Bushworld Adventures, the animated series. It is amazing. It is so funny. Way funnier than this. You will laugh. Give it a shot. I've never heard of that. Wow. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things from 2020. And I know there's not many things to favorite in 2020, but... <laughs> That series hit me like a truck. It's it's hilarious. It's all on HBO Max. Give it a give it a watch. I'll definitely check it out. And then how about you, Jordan? I mean, it's interesting because I've never read a series that answered this question for me quite as strongly as this series when it just turned into Maguchan. Like, seriously, just read Maguchan instead of this. There you go. You're done. I love it. How about you? So my recommendation is Witch Watch, which is essentially yeah. what if this premise was actually funny? And it has a shitload of dialogue, but the dialogue is all worth reading. Also, if you want to read a manga that has a ton of penis jokes that's way better than this, read Eight Gravity Boys, where the series started ending and the author didn't care anymore, so he introduced legitimate penis magic. <laughs> where there are different types of penises with different elemental types, and they have to learn how to master their penis. And then it becomes a Bleach parody where your penis has its own spirit that you have to connect with to maximize your penis spirit, or your penis his power man we're gonna do a gravity boys one day right it's such a fucking interesting series that actually has some kind of soft trans overtones as well where a character has to cross-dress a lot and people think that he's a woman and he has to deal with kind of the identity of how he has a very feminine appearance so it, t it literally takes the most notable elements of this series and does them much better so which watch if you want to read what if this idea was done competently or a gravity boys if you want to see really stupid penis jokes all right let's go into shout outs 
First of all, Steve, I want to say thank you once again so much for being on the show. It was a total blast being on the One Piece podcast with you, and you were just as fun today. Where can they find all of the absolutely terrific things that you are doing in this world? Well, you're all very sweet and kind and say very nice things, so thank you for propping me up. Of course. Thanks for having me on, and it was a pleasure having you on our show as well. You can find me at my website, steveyurko.com, and on social media such as Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, at Steve Yurko. And, yeah, that's all I'm really doing. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Awesome. And you know who else I love? Yourself. Is you, Jordan. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, my number one fan. I have a signed picture of myself to my number one fan, just like Kanye West. David does. subscribes to his own OnlyFans. Yes, I do. It's just me. <laughs> uh, it's called OnlyFans. Yeah. It doesn't say OnlyFans until you have two people subscribe. Oh, weird. But I want to say thank you, though, Jordan, for making the opening any theme, being a great co host, and helping with the editing. You're very welcome, David. And thank you for putting the damn thing together and editing the episode as well. No, I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Maxi B, I'm going to be in the UK before you know it. Who knows? I might hit you up for some tips. I actually don't know where you live in the UK. Ooh. We'll find out. <laughs> Thanks to T Root, Ozzy Rat, and T Wolfwood being our awesome transcription volunteers. Find them on our site as they become available. Anything you want to add, Jordan? Oh, David, thank you so much for all that you have done for me in this life. And for and oh, for all no that problem, you babe. have done, I bestow upon you this medal. Um, listen to Mission Ignition, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And come to join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, Patreon or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a monthly movie night. You can find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our patron. We wouldn't be able to keep running the show without their support. You also get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content, including us catching up on PPPPP, how well Teen Titans holds up, and first impressions on new Shonen Jump series like Akane Bashi. You can even be joining us during the recording and deciding what series we cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And on that note, I'm just going to read off some patrons. Steve, I promise this will not take long. We are not as successful as you guys. <laughs> First of all, though, I want to give a big thank you to our Beast Children and Galactic Ball Federation officers. <laughs> Moving from the top, we have our Chainsaw Man patrons, Pterodactyl Ghost, and Sean, will you be my butterscotch stallion? Nice. I didn't realize it uh, immediately that you were reading multiple names. I thought you were just reading all the accolades of one person. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some galactic champion ball fondler. Uh, oh, yeah. Butterscotch. That's from, that's from uh, the Naruto spinoff. The ball fondlers. Samurai 8. What David means to say. Because it, lo- it looks like testicles. Yeah. Oh, God. This series ruined me. All right. Moving on to the dolphin dead. We have tracking roving animals for all loving girls and raccoons. Wolfwood. Then the king of the forest. We have Albie, Cram, Gabe Landau, Jacob, Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Marty, Rachel, my lovely girlfriend. She's actually on her way here because I kicked her out for this recording. Whoops. You got to do the hustle. Right, Kings? Is she still eating all that banana pudding, David? No, she's taking it for Lent. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Steve, my girlfriend keeps getting sick from eating too much banana pudding. Wow. Is Lent still going on? No, it's just... Is Rachel not Jewish? She is Jewish. Okay, so there you go. (laughs) It already doesn't make sense anyway. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so then we have Scarlet Myrmidon, T, The Real Jory, The BB King, BB The, and Trevor Schechner. So thank you all, our fantastic, wonderful patrons. I love you so much. Could not do this show without you. Yes, thank you so much. You mean a lot to me. May you all be written in the book of life, this Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Monster Hunter or Ajay. I don't know if I said that word right. It's late. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Steve. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flop, floppers. <laughs>